Alrighty, this is the Sunday week two edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. It is myself, George, and my buddy Eric. It's the regular forecast crew. And uh, we had some fun last week with props. We're going to talk props again today, and then we're going to jump into a couple of the sides and totals that we like. Um, I understand you took a quick trip to Indianapolis today. Not Indianapolis, Lu- uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which oh, is like same- forty minutes. Sorry, it's all the same. Forty to me. minutes, forty minutes from my house. Look, I did that- not get to that billboard that said Vegas feel, India appeal, yeah, or okay. something like. I can't remember yeah, what. That's the- what it is. But you went yeah. there to uh, to make some actual bets on props, so you should be <laughs> you're waving the tickets in my face right now. So I'll let you start. Um, I give me. I was gonna ask you to go, but then I I remember I just got done like complaining to you about like you know risks and things Mm -hmm. and so i felt like i'd be a hypocrite if i was like hey (laughs) come come stand in line next to some dude smoking with his mask on yeah yeah plus i I was uh had other things to do today you know like enjoy the sun um all right you get to go first though prop king that you are so prop that you like uh the most for tomorrow well, this one—it's just the price—is is egregious. I I like um, I like Devonte Adams over seven and a half catches. Uh, you can get it. It's one hundred and five on the website right now. You can get it at um, I think you know you can get it anywhere from plus one ten plus one fifteen. Um, you know, if if our model is going to like an over, it's going to have to be. And I'll talk about this one in a second here. It's going to have to be a plus price one, right? Where um, you know, the, you know, it's minus one fifty to the under, as is Adams, you know, price here, but like plus one hundred five, plus one ten to the over, and that's what I've gotten here. Yeah, the, I mean, Adams is going to get fed. Here's the other thing with Detroit: is yeah, Okuda's back, but I don't know. We talked to I talked to Mike um, Renner. I think both of us were there when he was talking about this. Like, you know, would you put Okuda on on Adams? I mean, that would be rough for the you know guy's first game. So. Is he just going up against, you know, an attempted double team by really inferior coverage players? Like, I'm not worried about that. So that was one of the ones I really liked as well. But I'm going to steal one that I know you like because this was this one I saw. By the way, if you go to PFF.com and you uh, get yourself a little subscription, you can play around with this tool, uh, the, the props tool. It's awesome. You can change the line depending on what you have at your book. We have Dak Prescott, two and a half touchdowns, and um, that over is plus 165. Bet 100, mm-hmm. you win, you get 165 bucks back. I'm not sure if you're a mathematician or not, but that's fantastic. And this game, just it has that feeling. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be weird. If you bet on the Falcons, you're probably going to be sad. But it's also a Mike McCarthy needs to establish the passing game game. There's no better place to do that than against the Falcons. So um, I I love the idea of Dak Prescott getting it going. Here's the other thing to think about, too, is Jalen Ramsey is a really good corner. Atlanta does not have a Jalen Ramsey. So to me, the opportunity for Dak to be able to hit his first read will be more, uh, more opportune here. 
Um, so I love Dak over two and a half touchdowns plus one sixty five. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the whole point here. Like we don't generally advise overs because they're usually a sucker play. But in this case, the break even is thirty seven point seven percent. We have it more like forty four point three percent. So there's a big edge there. Um, and I'm going to to piggyback on that. I'm going to go with the same game. Matt Ryan, mm. um, two and a half touchdowns at plus one fifty. The, the break even there is 40%. Um, we have it at 43.3 um, for almost the exact same reasons you're talking about. You know, the decimated Dallas defense, uh, linebackers out, uh, cornerbacks and safeties weaker to begin with, and then a front seven, you know, front four that's not as strong as people thought going into the year. Yeah, I mean, that game just has the feeling, just has that feeling of being, <laughs> yeah. I mean, an absolute shootout. Um, all righty. Uh, my next one, I am going to go with the following, which is, man, this is this is a tough one for me because I I do think I do think there's a good Tyrod Taylor game at some point, but I don't know, man. That Chargers offense did not well, I'm- did not impress. I mean, they went against the Bengals defense that looked like, you know, yes. uh, you know Bad. the John and Kate plus eight condom the other last you know Thursday. That is apt. Anyway, so I'm going Tyrod Taylor under twenty nine and a half rushing yards at minus one twenty, and my reasoning is as follows: the Kansas City Chiefs are going to. I've, I've, I just have to go all in on this take because I. Believed it on Sunday night. I believe it now. Are going to pillage the Los Angeles Chargers, and there's nothing that Tyrod Taylor running the ball is going to do to help with that. So um, I'm going under 29 and a half rushing yards for Tyrod Taylor. We have his projection more at 26 seven. I think yeah, maybe he has a couple of scrambles here, but uh, here or there. But uh, overall, under 25, 29 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, that's a good one. Um... I, I liked Mike Williams over, but I think that that's just kind of a, you know, a somebody's got to get the yards type yeah, of play. I, that uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, and he, his was at like 39 and a half, which just seemed like stealing money at that point. So, um, but here's one, here's one that I like. Um, I think that this is a perpetually underrated defense, but I'm going to go with my guy, Teddy Bridgewater, Theodore, um, under... And I, I think on the site it's 255. Let me let me make sure. Let me see if I got a better number than that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I did. Um, but yeah, on the site it's 255 uh, at minus 120. I think that under is a pretty good play. I, I actually simultaneously think that Carolina will be in this game, but I also think that um, uh, Bridgewater, it'll be more of like a McCaffrey game because the the Buccaneers defense does a really good job of limiting down the field plays. I mean, New Orleans really had to earn uh, the thirty what was it thirty four points that they scored the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't I don't think that Bridgewater is going to get the sort of yardage over the top you know that he got at times against the uh, Raiders. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Alrighty, uh, my next one, and this is one that. Uh, little under the, the radar here. I'm going guy that just ate 
I mean, he ate in garbage time. And that is Russell Gage. And uh, <laughs> I think it is kind of preposterous that his total for receiving yards is 44 and a half. Because, and here's the main reason, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are going to be open all day, every day in this game. And there will not be any garbage time for the Atlanta Falcons because they're not playing the Seahawks. So Russell Gage under 44 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 120. Um, give me that. Yeah, that, I like that a lot. Um, okay, and last but not least, I'm going to fade somebody who I have a lot of fantasy exposure to. Ooh, little hedge here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Higby under 51 and a half <laughs> yards. I knew it was coming. Because, I mean, the reception thing's a little tilting, and, and certainly uh, we had his under on Sunday Night Football, and that was like, you know, that ended up hitting, as did most of the ones on Sunday Night Football. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this one, uh, I think that the Rams are going to have success doing other things to the Eagles. And here's the thing. Philadelphia opened three and a half last week at this time, got all the way down to Rams minus one, and now it is back to Philly minus two. It has sort of been an interesting one. Um, I kind of hope Philly wins this game, mm -hmm. and, and this is kind of a bet. Like, I don't want to bet Philly minus two, but this is sort of a bet in that, in that direction. All right, let me give you one more real quick. Okay. Just real quick, just tip, just for a second. Just see how it feels. DeAndre Hopkins, six and a half receptions. He is the only guy that Kyler Murray is throwing to. I mean, the only guy. And um, I think this game is closer. This is really about this game being closer than um, the, the actual Vegas spread. Six and a half at uh, plus 105. Um, maybe he has 10. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my take. All right. Let's move on to some sides that, uh, that we like. Maybe we'll reiterate. Um, our lock of the week. There's been a little bit of movement here. I'll just get this one kicked off. Um, talking about the um, the super contest today uh, with my my good buddy Ross uh, and the 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 game that we talked about a, a decent amount that I want that you just brought up, but I want your take on Philadelphia against Los Angeles Rams. I kind of had the feeling that we look back on that Rams game and we go. Uh, against the Cowboys, we go, man, that seems fraudulent. <laughs> like, that was a total yeah. joke. I can't believe mm -hmm. we bought into this. And well, I think it's going to be two weeks from tomorrow. <laughs> where Because because the Rams play Philly, um, and then they they go to Buffalo and play the Bills. They'll be one and two by then. And and we'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So here here's my thought on this. The Eagles get Lane Johnson back. Chase Young was a, a, a home wrecker in that game against Washington. And um, the Eagles just, they always play the Rams pretty darn well. So um, I, I'm here for the Eagles to cover um, one and a half. I, I think it happens. Now it's not one that we have an edge on, um, but that was just one that I felt in my bones a little bit here. Yeah. So I wanted your take on it. I want to see what, you're, what you were thinking. Anyways, yeah, give me, I mean, give me the, one. The Eagles are... A well-coached team. They're a well-run franchise. They do some uh, uh, infuriating things on the field sometimes. But the Rams can be the same thing. And I just – I don't think that the Rams are going to get access to the same things on offense that they did a week ago against Dallas. Um, 
So that's going to require Goff to be a drop back passer, which he is sort of not. Um, and then when you look again, like, you know, the, the Eagles are still pretty stock. You know, they, they, they're, they're going to get Miles Sanders back. Who's a good receiver. They, they obviously get, you know, D Jacks is another one. They, they have enough receivers where I think they can press Los Angeles in a way. I mean, Dallas should have been able to, but you know, they weren't able to. Uh, and I think that they, because Los Angeles doesn't have the depth and breadth of pass rushers that Washington, I mean, who is the defensive player of the week last week, George? In the NFL? In the NFC. Uh, was it Aaron Donald? No, no. It was Ryan Kerrigan. Well, I mean, I don't, like, I don't follow the Washington football. <laughs> the Washington football team had has so much, so many good players that all we did was talk about Chase Young and Kerrigan had a great game too. Like, yeah, that's true. The Rams, the Rams have one really good football player on their defensive front, right? And the Eagles are no more banged up up front than Dallas is, right? right. And so they should be able to 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 fend off Donald, as you said. They've always played played well against the Rams. So I mean, I want Philly to win this game because I have a lot of exposure on long, you know, season long Rams unders. Um, so I think it's important. You know, the Rams actually have a relatively easy schedule after the next few games uh, for about a month. So I, I think, you know, I'm obviously going to be you know rooting for the Eagles. Although I have some Eagles long, long you know, season long unders too, um, which I think are a cinch if they go zero and two. So. Um, but I like Philly here. Here's one game that I thought was going to move more than it did. And it hasn't. And, I, and I'm wondering what you think. Okay. So Detroit goes to Green Bay. Six-point dogs basically the whole week, right? We saw a little six-and-a-half flash when we saw some news, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of is back to six. And it's basically been there. And if you look like the, the market making book in, in football right now is bet Chris. And that's, it's always like, you know, a certain amount of time ahead of everybody when it comes to line moves. And when you look at that game, like I've been looking to see like, okay, is this news going to, is this news going to cause people to, to gravitate, uh, you know, towards, uh, you know, the, uh, Green Bay Packers is this going to and no this thing is at six minus 110 and has been for like the whole day so so, so why do I think what, that's what is case? that is that re, is that Kenny Clark is that like is that the is that a CUDA playing and is that Daryl Roberts playing is that like what is that I I honestly believe that it's it's not so I think we look at this and we go, okay, we probably shouldn't read too much into Aaron Rodgers shredding a terrible Minnesota Vikings team. But I think people look at that. That's my opinion. Right. But I think people look at that Lions game and they go, you know what? They know Kenny Galladay. They should have won that game. DeAndre Swift drops the pass. And there was so much excitement about the Lions before that I think there are a lot of people with actual bankrolls that are going, you know what? I'm not. I'm not losing faith in the Lions. This is too big of a of a line. And last season, last it, season, Detroit this, followed yes. a meltdown in week in week one. You know, they melted. They were you know three scores ahead of Arizona. Melted down, tied week one, and then they won against the Chargers, and then in Philadelphia, weeks two and three. So they are a team that like doesn't just fold after a week one disappointment, right? Historically, yeah. under Patricia. 
But I, I agree with you. And here's the, here's the reason. So uh, the 15th, what day was that? That was Tuesday. On Tuesday, I was able to get Colts minus three even money. Mm. Currently on Bet Chris, it is Colts minus three minus 125, which is basically three and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's exactly what you're saying. I think people are looking at Green Bay and saying, look, uh, you have to prove to me that last week doesn't, wasn't just the Vikings. Yep. And, and when you look at that game, the Vikings scored 34 points, including 24. They weren't stopped in the second half of the game. So they're they're probably you, looking and saying, look, do you Detroit still, is... Do you still like Detroit plus six? I mean, I do. I just... I, yeah, I have... And I grabbed six and a half when it was there, uh, minus 110. Um and you know, and, and plus one, one plus six, minus one hundred five. Like the, I think those are good values. You're getting good value right now. If you would have done that, um, I still think six flat is probably fine. Um, but it's going to be a sweat because we might, you might be in a position where, much like the Bengals plus six on Thursday night, you know, they're getting kind of you moved around on defense, and you're just saying, look, I just need one. I need Rodgers to make. One mistake, a la Mayfield throwing the interception to William Jackson. I need, you know, I need to be the team with the ball last. I we drive down, score a touchdown, kick an extra point, be down by four, um, and then uh, kick an onside kick, and you're actually praying that the team you bet on doesn't recover the onside kick, right? Like that's that's basically like I think Detroit's destiny. I have a hard time seeing them win, but it'll be interesting. Let me um, let me give you a couple more here. Get your thoughts. Two, two teams that are seven-point underdogs that uh, that I'm a fan of. One is the Denver Broncos playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is similar to what we just talked about. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Giants. The Giants suck. And the Denver Broncos kind of hang hung in there with a Titans team that we view very favorably. Now, Goskowski helps that, obviously. But Cortland Sutton didn't play. Cortland Sutton's back. Who, uh, Jerry Judy dropped a couple of passes. Had it not been for that, he could have had a monster game. The other one are the Washington football team, seven-point underdogs to the Arizona Cardinals. I think I know how you feel here because um, you're so you're a, a political elitist. But which of these two? Uh, well, we're just two liberals arguing right now about. <laughs> if you want, um, if you have a little free time this morning and you're curious about what you know, we want to read some really good content. You can go to the PFF forecast. You can listen to our last episode here, our lock of the week, which I think is pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I have a decent amount on it. Um, but you can also read the comments and the comments, the reviews on our Apple podcast uh, feed are incredible. But which of these two, which of these two underdogs do you like most? Well, I think a lot of people agree with you on Denver. There are some places right now where not only have we lost the seven and a half from earlier in the week, we lost seven. Wow. So it's six and a half in some places currently. So, so you're absolutely 100% on the, you know, where the sharp money is here with Denver, unless people are trying to set up Pittsburgh you know, to take them back at six and a half later tomorrow. But um, So obviously that one's good. You, you travel with the market. Um, but I have all week been trying to pump the brakes on Arizona. I don't think that their game against the Niners was anything more than a San Francisco team that struggled to show up. So, you know, th- this is probably – I like Washington not only plus 7, minus 115, but I like Washington plus 245 on the money. I, I think 
I think they match up pretty well with Arizona, and it's going to be a slugfest. And if that's the case, give me the seven. Yeah, I believe you'll see Chase Young and Kyler Murray athleting each other uh, all over the field tomorrow. Um, that would be my guess. I just don't or see – Arizona doesn't make enough big plays yeah. to separate against a team against Washington. Don't you think? I agree. Like, it's a freaking grind to I get agree. from A to Z for them. All right, uh, we are going to do a PFF pregame show tomorrow. You'll want to check that out um, probably around 11, 1130. Uh, and then if you are – if this wasn't enough for you, go to PFF.com, get yourself a PFF subscription, check out the props tool. You can check out the betting dashboards that have a bunch of the information that we're referencing right now. Um, this is going to be fun, man. I, there are a lot of really good games. Falcons, Cowboys is going to be a lot of fun. Colts, Vikings, you mentioned. Eagles, Rams, we talked about. Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, for the, Texans. And for then, the second straight week, a lot of money being dumped in on the Falcons at the 11th hour. Don't you do Crazy that. stuff. Don't you do this to me. Don't. We're, we're, ending, the, we're ending this podcast now. <laughs> sleep tight. I guess everyone that's listening to this is in the morning, so don't go back to sleep. But uh, enjoy your Sunday. Eric, you sleep well. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.